Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. I've been playing your snippets in time on of uh, Eddie Betts, um, a, a career that I think sits in a, 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 an echelon and stratosphere all of its own for a multitude of different reasons. Um, but 350 games he'll finish up with uh, against the GWS Giants this weekend. Um, a, a man who has brought just moment of joy after moment of joy. And as I said earlier, he's everything that is right about the game. It's how you want your kids to play the game. He's what pure joy looks like. The passion, the pride, the performances, one of the greats. And fittingly, I think we should be naming the goal of the year award after him. Um, he's everything that's right about the game. And, and his career, though, has been marred by everything that's wrong uh, in the game uh, and what's been directed at him uh, and the work that he's going to do and has done in the Indigenous space. Um, combating racism is the work that he's most proud of. And that's the work that he'll continue to do. And it's important work that he'll continue to do. But where did it all start and how did it all start? Well, the man that recruited him to the Carlton Football Club uh, in 2004 in the pre-season draft was Wayne Hughes, who's been good enough to jump on the line with us. G'day to you, Wayne. G'day, Sam. Good evening. Mate, take us back to... We've just got a bit of an echo on the phone there. I don't know if you've got me on speaker or... I feel like I'm ordering it at Macca's drive-thru. Is that better? Ah, there we go. Ah, there we go. Um, Wayne, take us back to 2004, even before that. When did you first become, as the national recruiting manager at the time for Carlton, when did you first become aware of one Edward Betts? Um, well, it's... it's uh... It's, a, it's a, I think, a great story, Sam. In fact, it was in 2002, I think, when uh, I was actually the Victorian recruiting manager for the Fremantle Dockers. And uh, based in Victoria, we used to be obviously on the look for players for Fremantle. And I had a call from a guy by the name of Tom Pretoro. Um, at that time, had just started player managing. Um, he indicated to me that uh, Phil Cracker had, Bought a group of guys over from a bit of South Australia and WA to play at Templestowe. And the reason for the phone call, he said, was that one of the young guys is playing seniors at Templestowe as a 15-year-old and you should come and have a look. Um, and interestingly, and still these days, we recruiters don't tend to watch a lot of the suburban or country footy these days. And in, even in them days, we said, look, uh, if he's going to be... You know, we don't have the time to go and look at local footy sort of stuff, but the Northern Knights are down the road and he should go there and see what unfolds. So that was the beginning. He His journey to the AFL wasn't in, wasn't completely smooth sailing. The, the, the story, and he's told it often, about um, 
being a uh, a bit of a lad uh, as a as a youngster, um, had um, maybe getting up to a bit of mischief. Uh, his mum put a stop to that very quickly, uh, got him out of Port Lincoln and then sent him to Melbourne um, and part of a TAFE program run by Phil Cracker. At the That's time, right. he was playing for Templestowe. He won a, a league best and fairest in Div 3 in 2002. And then the Cola Cannons gave him a chance and he repaid that faith in spades, All-Australian selection. How did he not get drafted? Well, interesting, that 2000, you say that he actually went to the Northern Knights first and he couldn't get a game there. They had a very strong, strong team. So then he went to the Calder Cannons. And in 2003, uh, they were about to select him in the Vic Metro team. And because I was working for Fremantle and a guy by the name of Jerry McNeil was coaching WA in the Nationals, um, we suggested that maybe he actually qualified for WA. Uh, because his mum, I think, had moved to Kalgoorlie. So then we tried to work out whether he qualified to play for WA. Then South Australia found out whether that was going on. And then because his dad had been in Port Lincoln, they were trying to claim him as well. And Vic Metro had selected him. There was a bit of a, not a dispute, but a discussion as to, OK, where does he fit into this system? So they decided that where he domiciled at 15 years of age is where he had to play. So he played for Vic Metro was all Australian in 2003, not old enough to be drafted. Yep. And in 2004, he had a um, not such a great year. Um, uh, at the uh, initially, we thought, oh, what's going on here? But it turned out he had osteopubis really badly, um, so he didn't have a great season at all. Um, uh, so most people were thinking maybe, maybe let's maybe a late pick, see what happens. As it turned out, we we uh, kept our our final pick of the draft open, looking for a ruckman. And obviously, as it turned out, Eddie didn't get selected, and so we decided to invite him and several others to try out for maybe a rookie selection um, at the end of 2004 to go into the 2005 season. And um, the reason we left the last pick available is that we were desperate to get a ruckman. And we weren't able to trade for one, and we obviously didn't draft one. We got Chris Bryan in, but he was more key forward than a ruckman. Um, so we had Trent Noble come and train with us, uh, who'd been uh, at St Kilda, and uh, he trained for us right through the, that lead-up to the pre-season draft. Eddie was with another group of boys that we were considering for the rookie draft. On the, I think the draft was on a Tuesday. On the Friday night, Greg Miller rang me from Richmond and said, uh, Wayne, I know Trent Noble's been training with you, but we'll be picking the, the selection one in the, in the pre-season draft. And uh, so I rang Dennis Pagan and said... I know Trent's been trainers, but Greg's going to pick him. And he's, because obviously Dennis had been at North with Greg, and he said, oh, that's, mm. that's the sort of stuff that he'll do. Um, he said, well, who are the other Ruckman? I said, well, Steve McKee's been running around the practice matches with Richmond. Uh, he'd been delisted by Collingwood, and he was trying to get back to Richmond. And he said, well, give him a call, because we've got to pick a Ruckman. We'll, we'll be picking him. So I rang Steve McKee on the Saturday morning, and I said, he explained who I was. Carlton, going to have a pre-season pick. You've been... You've been training with Richmond, playing in their practice matches. He said, uh, I'm done. He said, I know why they're picking Trent. I've got osteopubis very bad. I won't get through the season, so um, I'll be no good to you. 
So I rang Dennis and, <laughs> and said, Steve McKee's just fessed up that he's, he's no good, so we can't be picking him. So we said, we'll leave it till Monday morning. Walked into the office, um, um, Steve McKernahan and Dennis were sitting there, and we said, what are we going to do? And Dennis said, why don't we give the little fellow a go? He's done everything right during the pre-season. Uh, he hasn't. He obviously didn't turn up the fittest that most people would would expect or think in in them days. But he, he tried his heart out, and he gave him everything. And he, what he did bring was a bubbling personality to the training track and to the club every day. And then, unbelievably, he played the first game the next year, won Carlton's best first year player, and this weekend he plays three fifty. Unbelievable. So. Wayne, we're talking to Wayne Hughes, who was the national recruitment manager for Carlton when Eddie Betts was uh, brought to the club in the rookie uh, pre-season. Are you telling me, are you telling us that if it wasn't for St Kilda taking Trent Noble and Steve McKee having the honesty and integrity to say I'm no good to you, that this might be a very different story that we're telling or a conversation that we're having or maybe even might never have had? No, it wasn't St Kilda. It was Richmond. Sorry, Richmond. Yes, he'd done the whole pre-season with us. We told him not to answer his phone because we thought Richmond were going to take a ruckman. Don't answer your phone. You committed to us. Yeah, that's exactly how it unfolded. It was um, it was quite staggering. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, and from from that time of the year, I think it was late November, early December. In fact, I think it was the first week of December of the draft. By March, he's played the first game. It was incredible. Dennis uh, loved him. Well, talk to, talk to us about, I mean, what was your, when your first impressions of having a chat to him prior to being recruited and then, and, and being recruited, what stands out to you about who he was at that time? Um, just an individual that loved it, loved his footy. Um, you know, I've got uh, four grandsons that, that play footy and they will love it. Um, I, I, they 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 like what it does for them socially. They have friends around. Uh, they they can joke with one another. Um, he he takes the game as seriously as anybody, but but he loves the game. And um, you know, interestingly, um, as I've watched over the journey, um, people love watching him play, which is and he 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 brings a smile to people's face to go to the footy. That's what it's all about. Uh, beautifully said. That first year, though, he averaged a goal a game. So you, you, your faith was rewarded instantly. Yeah, and, and it's probably fair to say there are weeks where we thought Dennis will leave him out, but he just was a believer in him. He said, oh, look, he used to call him the little fella. Like, he, he, oh, look, he might have had a bad week, but we'll stick with him because he's, he'll, he'll bring it to the table and his faith was rewarded over the journey. Like... Um, yeah, he like I say, one best first year player on the back of people don't understand that he didn't get drafted in the national draft. Like people no. don't understand the pre season draft scenario as much these days as, as it was then. Overlooked by every club and <laughs> wins best first year player the next year. <laughs> Incredible stuff. What kind of impact was he having on the playing group from the day that he walked in? Oh well, it was it's always obvious. He was bubbly, he was always happy, uh he always trained hard. He'd do his little trick goals. He'd involve everybody else in his little trick goals. He, he you know, he'd he'd have uh, little um, campaigns of I can do it from this angle, you can do it from that angle, and then uh, um, 
you can you do left foot, right foot, all that sort of stuff. The stuff that you see in in games, you see, used to see out the front of our, um, I think, uh, early doors. We were in the in the old stand, and they used to uh, come over towards the end of training and do little tricks from from that that pocket there at Princess Park, and uh, yeah, they always went through somehow. I, I was saying before that. To me, he represents everything that's right about the game. And as I said before, when I'm lucky enough to have kids, I'll I'll point to him and say that's and it's not be that good. It's be that way. Um, th- that's how I'd love. You know, that's how I think we should be. Yeah, that's how everybody should I think approach this this game with that smile on their face and uh, you know that 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 joy in their heart. Um, and and the idea that you don't have to be the biggest. And the best, you just need to have the biggest heart, the biggest smile, and maybe the biggest pair of shorts, uh, and you could be anything. But um, I also said that for, if he represents everything that's right about the game, but but for most of his career had to put up with everything that's wrong within the game and within our society. How difficult were those early days when things like that would happen? Yeah, and, and somehow he always managed to find a way through it. And I, I think the industry... Now, in re- even as recent as a couple of weeks ago, we're going to have Indigenous ambassadors yep. and profile at each club, and I'm sure he'll he'll have a role in that to play. Um, and, and what you say is right, um, and, and the way you sum that up is, is just magnificent. I, my third youngest grandson, Charlie, has had his first season of footy, and he just loves it. And you look at him and watch him play, and you think that's what it's all about. And, and for Eddie. Um, to endure all that, but um, someone asked me some time ago in an interview um, of all the players, well, I've been 30 years as a full-time recruiter and someone asked me of all the people that you've drafted whose life do you think you've changed for the most? I, I thought it was an outstanding question and I didn't think a lot initially about the answer because my initial answer was Sean Hampson. Here's a, here's a guy playing soccer in Mount Gravatt gets drafted at the Carlton Footy Club and finishes up um, married with a lovely family to a, a supermodel. Like, <laughs> could anyone's life change anymore? Well, on the back of that, I'm thinking about this interview. Maybe Eddie will change everybody's life um, mm. for the better. Oh, so, I think, I think that's... Not, I think you're spot on, and, and Jared Waitley has been saying that uh, as well over the last couple of weeks that he will change the country, um, and and I wholeheartedly agree. And um, Wayne, I think that's a beautiful spot to, to leave it. Thank you for taking us uh, into the, the the decision. Of all, as you said, you've been doing this for thirty years. Is this the greatest that you've got right? I mean, of all the choices that you've made, where does it stack? To say, why don't we? Why don't we have it, take a, a chance on this guy? Oh, well, certainly from that aspect, yeah, no, no, no issue with that. Um, interesting, the last couple of weeks we've had um, Eddie Kerr now pay two, two hundred, two fifty, whatever it was, three hundred last week. Josh Kennedy going really well, um, but the, the, they've all had their, the fact that they got an opportunity at this level, and they set the standards for the other kids that dream to play the game. That's that's what it's all about. But Eddie, he'd be right up there. I sent him a message this week and I got a lovely response and um, I wish him well in his final game. Thank you so much, Wayne. It's been great uh, for you to take us uh, right back to that decision in 2004, mate. Thank you very much.
Okay, thank you. Uh, Wayne Hughes, 30 years a recruiter at the time, uh, the national recruitment manager for the Carlton Footy Club, and that is a phenomenal story, isn't it? That For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.